when those things come together, the need, the product, and channel understanding and alignment. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's where I think that Tolaris and Ariaka are today. That's why the funnel's so big. You guys have made it easy. You have a technology that customers want, and you've got a good channel program. Welcome to the Ariaka Dreamers and Doers podcast series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and this series is all about bringing together experts in the field of, of technology, bringing influential figures from the channel, you know, innovators, disruptors, and distinguished guests for very candid conversations about the channel, best practices, and overall lessons in leadership. And today, we've got a good one in store for you. I'm bringing on my man, Richard Murray. He's the Chief Commercial Officer for Tolaris, a very well-respected individual in our channel community, and has worked tirelessly over the last 20 years to make this channel a better place. His accolades include Utah's Business Magazine 40 Under 40, 2022 Channel Futures DE&I honoree, which speak volumes about the impact that he creates. So please join me in welcoming my man, Richard Murray. All right, Richard, thank you so much for joining the Dreamers and Doers podcast. Really excited to have you on here today. So when you look at the title, our title is all about dreaming and doing. So my first question to you is, give us, give us an idea of what's top of mind. What are you dreaming about? And what are you doing today, my man, to make the channel better? To make it happen. Yeah, look, I love, I love the premise. And I, as I thought about the, the dream of it, I actually find that I find myself in, in this stage of my career, not just dreaming about what I can do myself or with the company. For me now, it's, it's dreaming about what this industry can become. You know, I reflect almost, uh, it's probably 15 years ago, Jay Bradley wrote an, an article about his vision of what the channel could be. And I, I was a 20-something-year-old kid, and I remember thinking, that's crazy. Like, I was just trying to put food on the table at the time. But now, I find myself in that same position of saying, hey, the channel is only a, a fraction of what it can become. And you look at where we've already grown to and how much more runway that there is. I'm dreaming about not just Tolaris. And yes, I, I know that if, as the channel grows and succeeds, Tolaris will as well, because we're, we're now such an established and prominent part of the channel. But my vision of what this channel could become and, and how important we can be to, to just the overall technical industry to customers is really what I'm dreaming about on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. I believe we're just now scratching the surface of what's really possible in this channel because every single enterprise company out there needs our help. Why? Because they're trying to go through some sort of transformation and the world, as you know, my man, is so complex. Like they couldn't possibly meet with every single company in a direct fashion. Like they need our help. People to come in and really understand their use case and really help them, you know, come up with solutions to their problems. So I'm excited. I'm excited because I think there's so much growth ahead for us. So let's talk about your history. So you mentioned there was an article, you know, back when you were a 20-something-year-old kid. 
How'd you end up in this place? You know, how'd you end up starting Carrier Sales? And then talk to me about the transformation and moving into Tolaris. Yeah, my story, I think, is pretty unique in the channel in terms of I, I wasn't a founder of Carrier Sales. I, I was employee number four. And, and they had two 19-year-olds, the founder and Joe Branch, who actually still worked for me. That was Carrier Sales. And I was carrying a bag at XO. They went through bankruptcy and a ton of us left and, and got into the channel. And frankly, I was better at spreadsheets and finance and all of those other things than I ever was as a salesperson. And so I moved over, I, I came on as the general manager, which at that time was everything, right? Emptying garbages and chief bottle washer. But I was doing quotes and commissions and all of those things. But when I came, I mean, they, they were only, a, well, they weren't really even a one-year-old company at the time. So I came in at ground level and, and really just always treated it as my company. And, and because of that, over time, I became president. The, the founders got less and less involved in the company and got to where they were just, you know, cashing checks and looking at the, the tax returns and, and to where then I, you know, I slowly acquired parts of it and took over. And, and uh, I think it was 2011 or so that I became the full owner of Carrier Sales and, and just kind of kept investing and growing. I reflect back on, on that time really found myself that because the ownership wasn't investing in the company that, you know, they were taking it out, doing other things, starting other companies, I was in catch-up mode. So I actually went out and acquired several companies way before mergers and acquisitions was a big thing within the channel, just to try to catch up and become more relevant within the channel and uh, cut my teeth there. You know, look, th those are the scary times. You put your house on the line, you, you, you go home, you tell your wife, Hey, I'm going to buy a company that uh, is, is a bigger check than we've ever thought about in our lives. Trust me, it'll work. <laughs> well, obviously it did work out. So how did, how did you guys end up underneath Tolaris? Yeah, so we're, we're right on top of each other. Adam and Patrick moved the company from California to Utah. We had been in the same market. Uh, Adam could have walked to my office from, from his house, but we were really in, in almost two different marketplaces, right? Tolaris at the time was, was very focused on national and doing a lot of, you know, through, through GeoQuote, they were very focused, a little bit down market, a very transactional type of business at that time. And Carrier Sales, in order to, to separate ourselves, we were very focused on, I mean, that's where our relationship started was with CenturyLink. We were very deep with CenturyLink. Every time there was a rift there, we would hire you know, people so that we would get better at it. And then we also pivoted and focused ourselves into AT&T and then uh, particularly into, into cloud contact center. And so I hired Josh Lepresto, who runs our engineering team now. He helped me build contact center. We hired some people from some of the largest contact center players. So we started to differentiate ourselves and frankly do more than, than any of the competition in cloud contact center. And we were keeping pace in, in the AT&T and CenturyLink world, even though we had far less partners, right? The Tolaris yeah. and Telesis at the time had thousands of agents, and I was doing my numbers with 200, 250. So we were going super deep, highly technical, big deals. And so then it was actually John Delosier, who was in market in his role at CenturyLink, that said to Adam and I, hey, why haven't you guys already come together? You guys have the same cultures, you're, you're similar ages, like you'd be doing me a favor because Carrier Sales does it better than anybody else. Tolaris is my fastest growing. 
why don't you bring it together? And that was in, in the summer, June or July. And Adam and I went to lunch. We had a deal a month later. And it was just kind of one of those things that it just, it felt right. It fell in. And so then you, you look at how that sprung board is forward. You took the depth and, and knowledge and engineering capabilities of a carrier sales, and then you scaled it with Tolaris. And I think that's really what propelled us forward. I love that. I love that. I didn't realize John Delozier was the catalyst there. So he, he gets credit or blame depending on he, he helped broker the first conversation. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk a bit about Tolaris. You know, you guys obviously are doing a tremendous job in the market, you know, making waves, making moves, you know, really being front and center. Obviously, the TSD market's a bit crowded. You guys in 2020 took some, some private equity, right? You went out, you took some growth capital from Columbia. What led to that decision? And ultimately, what has that done for Tolaris as it thinks about its next, you know, evolution of growth? Yeah, the thinking behind that for us was really the, the same thinking that brought Carrier Cells and Tolaris together. As you look at any industry, and eventually over time, consolidation happens, right? Scale and efficiency matter. I had been preaching to many of my peers in the industry that I believed it was coming for all of us. And so that made it easy for me to embrace Tolaris is every industry consolidates down to, you know, three or four national top brands, some regional players, and then some niche players. And carrier sales would have been fine as a, a regional, as a niche and contact center, but we had an opportunity to really grow. So the thinking behind bringing in a Columbia Capital was that consolidation was going to continue. At the time, it was, there, you know, there were still 10 important TSDs. And now that's obviously come down quite a bit as many of us have, have consolidated, brought others into the fold. And I think that that makes sense if you do it right. I've always said that, you know, in the long run, we'll be judged by the deals we didn't do as much as we are for the deals that we've done. Because, well, we've walked away from things that weren't fits, that didn't bring value, that we couldn't make things better, or maybe we couldn't take care of the employees at the companies that we were looking at. So that matters. And the Columbia relationship, I think for us, we wanted to be in charge of our own fate. And most private equity wanted to come in and, and, and be the complete owner of it. And Columbia was willing to come in at, at a minority position. And just help make us smarter, help give us that capital to be able to drive forward. And it's been a wonderful relationship that, you know, we've been really, really happy with. And I think as we continue to look at where the marketplace goes, they help us be smarter and look at things. They've lived this life, right? They, they've done consolidation with the network providers, with cloud and colo, and they can see what's coming down the line in a way that we're all a reflection of our experience. We haven't experienced some of the things that are yet to come in the channel. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that detail. What are some of the things that you guys are doing, like some of your core values that are really positioning, you know, Tolaris to stand out? Like how, what are some things you think are working well to promote the growth within Tolaris? Well, I, I think what has always been consistent and what will never change is just our, our focus on driving the business for our partners. Right. It's really easy to look inward and be selfish about what you're driving for your own company. But for us, our, our core values, our, our culture is built around being there for our partners. And that obviously then therefore takes care of Tolaris. But we're a business enablement company. 
And whatever we can do that then helps enable the partner, that will change over time, right? What, what we used to, what Tolaris did originally with GeoQuote and driving leads to partners and all of those types of things 15 years ago was important at the time. And then what we did, you know, five, eight years ago of, of being contact center experts and helping them sell those deals, that was important then. Well, that continues to evolve as, as we bring in more engineers and have to get uh, better at, at selling SASE or selling SD-WAN, having security conversations. Well, that's all about business enablement. That's about evolving the core value around how do we enable a partner to have smarter conversations with their customers. I love that. We see it every single day. We see the value you guys are offering to your downstream selling companies. I mean, it's very, very visible. You guys are doing a tremendous job. Looking at the relationship between Arioca and Tolaris, like you and I have been working very closely over the last two years to really ignite, really ignite this relationship to propel it forward, right? You know, focusing on how do we create more engagement in the field? How do we grow our pipeline? You know, one of the things that I've been looking at is the amount of growth that we have seen fiscal year to our fiscal year 22 versus 23. I mean, we had almost a thousand percent growth between our companies as it relates to pipeline. We now are carrying something north of $4 million of deals in the pipeline that are seasoning. So I predict this year, we're gonna see tremendous growth on the sales front as all that pipeline starts to season. Talk to me about like, what does the relationship with Arioca mean to Tolaris? And like, where do you see, you know, the overall strategic nature of Arioca play into your vision in the market? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I've, I'm now 21 years of doing this and I've lived a lot of cycles of having a technology that I loved, that I believed in, that maybe the marketplace wasn't there on, or maybe the technology was great, marketplace was great, but the leadership and channel alignment and all of those things weren't there. And I think what we now have together is the reality of a great technology set with what Ariaka has the way that you are viewed within the marketplace, the need for SASE, for SD-WAN, all the security conversations that are out there. But what didn't exist at Ariaka prior to you being there was an understanding and commitment to the channel. And I know you, you, had to, you had to fight some battles and bring that along, but having recently participated in your sales kickoff, I know that that alignment is there. I know that the leadership understands the value of what our partners bring to the customer conversation. And so for me, that we're, we're now at the crux of, of what I, I, I actually hosted a call for all of our partners yesterday. And I just talk about this beautiful synergy that happens when those things come together, the need, the product and channel understanding and alignment. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's where I think that Tolaris and Ariaka are today. That's why the funnel's so big. You guys have made it easy. You have a technology that customers want and you've got a good channel program. Now it's just about bringing all those in and closing it. And that's what slingshots everybody forward. I love that. I mean, I view it as almost a perfect storm, right? A perfect storm in terms of market conditions. You have the majority of these enterprise companies today sitting with legacy technology. Most, most of them sitting underneath some sort of telco, right? They have an old legacy technology, whether it's MPLS, things along those lines. And the companies are all looking to do the same thing right? They want to increase efficiencies, they want to reduce cost, and they want to improve the overall 
efficiency of their network, right? They want to reduce the number of vendors, right? Because it's a very complex environment. Looking at our value proposition, you know, that's what we do. And so it's a perfect time for Ariaka because we solve all those key issues that every single company is looking to do. So very excited about that. And by the way, looking at things that are exciting, you guys recently just hit a major milestone, right? And that's your 20th anniversary. And so talking about that, like that's an unbelievable feat, right? To number one, hit that milestone. And I have to believe there's some very memorable kind of milestones and moments along the journey. Anything you want to share along those lines? There's so many meaningful moments when you, you look back and reflect and see what this has become. I mean, when, when you look at the early days, I was happy when we sold 35 grand a month because I knew that if I did that three or four months in a row, I could hire a new person, right? And now we're multiples of that. Um, but I think one of my, my biggest moments where all of that comes together and you just have that moment of reflection was at our partner summit a couple of years ago. You know, we always bring in big speakers. I had authorized through marketing at the time had reported up to me and I, I had authorized us having our keynote speaker be the Iron Cowboy. And I, I don't know, you know, many people know the Iron Cowboy ran the 50 or tri, Ironman triathlons in 50 days in 50 states. Unbelievable feat, right? Well, I had authorized that. Well, Patrick, obviously, with all his running and all of those things, he, he actually knew the Iron Cowboy. And just prior to him going up on stage, Patrick brought him over and introduced him to me. I'm, man, you look really familiar. Why do, why, why do I know you? And he went away for a minute and then he came back. And, and I said, hey, where did you grow up? And he's like, well, I, I've lived in Utah for 25. No, no, no. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Canada, in Calgary. At that moment, I knew who he was. He and I had actually been bunk mates for two months. <laughs> yeah. When wow. we were 18 years old. <laughs> wow. So right before he goes up on stage and we had stayed in contact for a couple of years, but obviously had fallen out of contact for 20 years. And, and so right before he gets up on stage, we have kind of this emotional reflection of that time in our important time in our lives. So he gets up, does a great, meaningful speech. And then I close the show. I always close Partner Summit. So to go from that, where I'm reflecting back to when I was an 18-year-old kid, to then getting up on stage and seeing the thousand friends and partners, you know, suppliers that are out in there for our event. That was, you know, a meaningful moment to see what this has become, to see not just Tolaris, but the channel. That, that was just, okay, we've made it. And, and that was really cool. I love that. By the way, the Iron Cowboy is amazing. There's a documentary, I think it's on Netflix that I've watched. It's just his story is unbelievable. What he was able to endure to continue to, you know, do all those Ironmans throughout that period is, is unbelievable. He did another one during COVID. Uh, I, I won't belabor it, but he, he basically doubled that. He just stayed at home to do it and did 100 during COVID. It was pretty incredible. We, we were a little bit of a part of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's unbelievable. And congrats to you guys on the 20th year mark. And, you know, can't wait to celebrate the 30th and beyond as those milestones continue to, you guys continue to hit. So let's look at the future. You know, what are some things that you guys are focused on in terms of the future of the TSD market? Are, are there certain things you think will continue to evolve? Like where do you see this market going in the next, you know, five, 10 years? Yeah, look, I, AI is the, the you know the talk of the town right now. I think that it doesn't matter what the technology is, though. The channel is built to do it. We started in long distance. 
And I remember reading an article back then too, that long distance was going to be replaced. And I went and applied at Lowe's because I was worried that I wasn't going to have a job because <laughs> long distance was going away. Oh, that's but funny. The, the channel continues to evolve, to learn. And so it doesn't matter what technology is to me. We'll continue to embrace it and bring it in. We're an incredible route to market for suppliers. So as AI evolves, as CPaaS evolves, as, as cloud and security continues to take steps, I think the channel just continues to learn. We attract different types of sellers. We educate the legacy sellers and help move them forward. And so I've, I've long since worried about what the technology is and more focused on the fact that our partners have relationships. And customers always need relationships to help them make decisions. The more complex technology gets, the more options there are, the more they need partners to help them sort through all of that. And so I think the more, again, we enable our partners to have those conversations, the channel will just continue to grow and, and be in a great position. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And the thing that really gets me excited is I think back, you know, I've been in this, this industry now for 20 years myself. I look back at the deals we were, we were selling 20 years ago, it was very basic transactional type opportunities. You know, and the same was, can be said in the channel, right? The channel was mar largely focused in the transactional space. And it's been great to witness the channel move up market, where now the channel supporting the most strategic customers on the most strategic solutions, you know, globally, you know, you look at the, the amount of uh, revenue that's being driven is, is unbelievable. So I can't wait to see that continue to evolve. I think that will continue to evolve as we're actually seeing partners win deals against an Accenture or a Deloitte, right? I mean, that's, that's where the channel is. Think about that compared to where we were 20 years ago. It's just incredible to see. It is for sure. Um, when we look at, you know, the state of the mergers and acquisitions, there's been a lot of consolidation, right? What are your thoughts around that? Do you see that continuing to evolve or do you think we've kind of hit the point that the, you know, the foundation's being laid and, and there won't be a lot of uh, consolidation going forward? Or, or do you think that there will be? What are your thoughts? Well, I think there's multiple answers. I think at the TSD level, it'll certainly slow down, uh, if not stop, right? There's, there's less viable matches to bring together. But, you know, if you look at what we did, for example, our latest one with TCG, they were very network-based. They, they had a lot of great partners that were selling more network and downstream and the value that that has been created in the channel that how much more they're selling the new technologies like there's value in bringing that together so there might be plays there i just don't think there's many tsd matches to be made on the partner side i think m a will absolutely continue you look at some of the the flagships that that have been building great practices there are partners that are at a place that they want to be part of something bigger, part of a, a skilled organization, you know, have that system behind them. And then there will continue to be the great partners that are happy doing what they're doing. They've got great organizations on their own and they'll stay pat. And so our job and where our focus is, is to, to enable both. And I do think they're two different uh, paths to go to market. You've got to be able to enable that large partner that's acquired, you know, a dozen or more other partners. They need to be treated differently. They need us to act and provide them different things than what that sole proprietor needs from us. And we have to be able to build channels for both. I love that. Good information there. Speaking of predictions, here's my prediction about Ariaka within Tolaris. 
My prediction is we will be the number one SD-WAN and SASE provider in your portfolio. And so as we close out the Partner Summit next year, hopefully we're up on stage receiving that award, being the number one SD-WAN and SASE provider. That's my prediction to you, my man. Call him the shot. Call him yeah, the shot. Call him the shot. I, look, I love it. I mean, Any thoughts on that? What do you think? Yeah, look, I talked about it earlier. I think the recipe is there, right? The perfect storm for yeah. you guys to be able to do that. You've got the product offering, the customer need is there, and the channel alignment and understanding is there. When those things happen, and it's more rare than people think, we're usually swimming upstream on something. And we're not swimming upstream on anything with Ariaka. Our engineers absolutely love you guys. And I think the customer demand is there. And then we've got the relationship to be able to get it there. So look, I, I know you've got competitors that are probably chasing the same thing with, with us as well. Everything that needs to be there is there for you to be able to hit that mark. And I'd love to be able to shake your hand up on stage. There we go. There we go. I love that. So listen, I've enjoyed our conversation. It's been great talking about, you know, your history, the the history of Tolaris, you know, hitting that 20-year milestone, you know, really understanding how the growth capital has played a big part in you guys continuing to grow. Love your predictions on the market, where we see the TSD community going, you know, your thoughts around the acquisitions and mergers and where that's all going. You know, as we wrap this up, my last question to you, is there any piece of advice you would give out to the channel community, you know, in terms of what they need to be doing to be better or just general advice to be more successful? Yeah, I think for me, the, my, my lesson for life, for business is, is don't sacrifice the success of tomorrow for the ease of today. And the reason I think that applies in our industry so much is it's very easy for us to, to just sit back and say, hey, I'm, I'm making good money. I'm really good at selling whatever it is, you know, their history. Hey, I'm, I sell a lot of UCAS. I do really great there. But the success of tomorrow is learning and getting better and learning the new technologies and making sure that you challenge yourself every day to get better because the industry will evolve. And if you don't evolve with it, then you get left behind. And so for me, it's about showing up, learning every day, getting better. And that's what ensures your success for tomorrow. It's good advice. Invest in yourself. Listen, I appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on the Ariaka Dreamers and Doers podcast. And I can't wait for a very successful year here between our companies. Thanks so much, my man. Sounds great. Enjoyed being here. Thank you. 